welcome everybody to the second episode of Alexis Says. I am your host, Alexis Magas, coming to you once again from not so sunny Miami. Honestly, I don't know why people like to vacation here so much. Everyone thinks it's all sunny in paradise, but it'll be sunny. Sure, why not? But when it rains, it rains. It hasn't stopped here for about four days straight. We're basically the southern fucking Seattle. Like, it's been so bad, I surfed to work yesterday. It's ridiculous. So, if you guys like it, hey, that, that's on you. Maybe it's not that great. But anyways, uh, for today's episode, I say everything ends. Now, what do I mean by that? What, does it mean I'm already ending my podcast after only my second episode? No, I'm not bag. No, what I mean that everything ends, just like that. In life, TVs and movies, everything just has an ending, right? Right now, we're dealing with some of the lockdowns being lifted. You know, things seem to be finally coming to, to some kind of an end with what we've been dealing with. You know, but endings, you know, they tend to be a mixed bag, right? With endings, they always elicit some kind of emotion, right? doesn't matter what it is. The context of the ending will determine what you're going to feel. You're either going to be happy, you're going to be sad, angry, depressed. Who knows, right? In real life, you know, it happens all the time. Same thing happens in the case of films and TV, particularly if it's really good or if, if it's really bad. You can get all those feelings and everything in between. So today, what I want to talk about are some of the things I feel are some of the best and worst endings in TV and film. So originally, I was planning on talking about the best and the worst just on this one podcast. But when I read through it before with my wife, I went on for two hours just on the bad. So this is just going to be part one. And I'm just going to talk about everything that I thought was a good ending. Now, when it comes to movies, I don't mean singular movies. I mean trilogies, franchises. I mean movies that are kind of like an end cap to an overall universe or story that they were saying. And then for TV shows, that goes without saying. So for me, a good ending should strive to complete the story that they were trying to tell in a good fashion, right? You want to feel, you know, no pun intended, you want to feel closure, right? You want to feel like nothing was rushed or left behind. I'm looking at you, Game of Thrones. I'm looking at you. And you just want to feel that once a show is over, that you are satisfied with what happened, that you don't feel the need to go back to that story anymore. You feel that you got everything you wanted out of it. So I'm going to start off with TV shows, and I'm going to start off with one of the easiest ones to say is one of the best ever, and that's Breaking Bad. You're goddamn right. So Breaking Bad was one of the best shows ever made, period. Like, for me, it's not debatable. It's one of the best shows ever made. Just the quality from beginning to end was always outstanding. And it is probably the best character study that you're ever going to find on TV. What the creator Vince Gilligan did, and, you know, he said it best. The show was showing how Mr. Chips can turn into Scarface. And that's exactly what we saw with Walter White. So, you know, for brief history, in case you've never seen it, a little gist of it. So Walter White is a chemistry teacher, right? Brilliant man, genius, who, you know, down this look, very meek, very mild-mannered. Doesn't really have much going for him. And poor guy finds out that he has terminal lung cancer. He doesn't have very much to live. And he doesn't have anything to really leave behind for his family. He's got a son. He's got a baby daughter. So he doesn't know what he can do to leave money for them to take care of themselves. So he does what any of us would probably do in that same situation. Make mess. So as the show goes on, you just basically see him start out. And then you see him just become this kingpin towards the end turns into an absolute monster of a human towards the end of the show. and But the show 
shows that transformation slowly to the point that when you get to the finale, you just you feel like you've just been along for this ride and you've seen every aspect of this man's life that's turned him into what he is. And the finale was just fantastic. Nothing about it was bad. It tied up every loose end that needed tying, left, you know, one or two things open, which wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like a massive thing where, you know, people were going to rack their brains over, even though they did tap one thing with the recent movie that came out on Netflix, which I haven't seen because, again, it was such a good series ending. You don't need to watch anything more in that universe to feel closure. You already got it with the finale. And it, it, it was it was just something to, to really see. You know, like just the way it ended, you know, it, all the callbacks to previous episodes in the show, earlier in the show. And then you, you just you see the culmination of who his character was at the end, that when you get the finale with him that, that occurs, you feel they didn't do anything wrong. Like there's nothing about it that I would have changed. Uh, another good show. This one uh, finished a lot more recently, actually. This one finished earlier this year. And that's The Good Place. So The Good Place, it's um, not a very, I would say, known show. It's popular with everyone that's seen it. But it centers around this character called Eleanor Shellstrap, who dies right at the beginning of the show. She's dead, and she's in The Good Place. She's in heaven. And not to spoil anything, even though you find out in the beginning, she's not supposed to be there. Something happened, and she's not supposed to be in The Good Place. And, you know, the show goes on for four seasons, and they, they go through all these wacky places and things like that. But the core context of the show is that it makes you question your own morality and what it really means to be a good person, right? The crux of the show is that anyone can be good if they try. All you have to do is try, right? Some people are just not innately good. You have to try, right? And it also just makes you question, you know, like if, if you want to go to the, the quote unquote good place, are you being a good person for the, just because you want to go there? Are you being a good person because it feels right to you? And the show like always made you ask those kinds of questions. We made, made it a very, very good quality show. And it, very funny on top of all that. You know, the show, it doesn't even highlight any particular religion. It even says that every single one in some way got part of it right. And so with, with the finale in general, um, it gives you a sense of peace, right? Because, you know, you're dealing with eternity, right? You're dealing with forever which is a concept that when you really sit and think about it, you can't grasp it. It's, it's hard to fathom spending eternity in any context, right? Whether it's good or bad, you know, like you think about forever, you know, it gets to a point where you're just like, what am I going to do after about 10 million years, right? You know, we've been on this lockdown now for, you know, going on two months. And, you know, I would say two weeks into, I was like, what do I do now? You know, I should have started this podcast right at the beginning. So go figure. But that's just the way life works. But with the finale, it just gave you that sense of peace and closure where the characters make decisions, you know, when they're in the afterlife that, you know, you think to yourself, that's probably what I would do, too. And, you know, I would be OK with that. So you know, it's, it's very thought provoking and it, it just makes you just ask questions. Right. And like I said, you know, it, it just makes you want to try to be a good person, which, again, nowadays, I think we should all just strive to be. Another, you know, feel-good show is Shit's Creek. Um, David? David? You know what, David? You get murdered first for what? Now, this one, I would say, definitely has gotten more popular. Uh, unfortunately, it ended this year. They had the last season, season six. And 
Great show. Excellent finale. So this show is about a very wealthy family who loses everything. And I mean everything, all their money. The only thing they have left is this town called Shits Creek that the father, Johnny, bought for his son, David, as a joke. So they moved to this town and that's where they live for, you know, the entirety of, of the show, basically. And the show's about family. It's about being united. And when you get to the end of the show, you again, it's, it's another great character study. Same thing as Breaking Bad, a great character study. But this one just involves an entire family. And they move into a positive direction. Nobody sells meth on this show. And the show, it's, it's just a great positive show. Also hilarious and progressive, but not in your face about it. So the character, David, uh, is bisexual. And it doesn't matter. No one cares. No one gives two shits on the show. You know, he'll date a woman. He'll date a man. And everyone's like, eh, whatever. You know, like, don't treat it like any other relationship. You know, to the point where, where you see it as, as a fan of the show, you're just like, yeah, yeah, you know, he, he did you see the episode where he dealt with that with this person? It it doesn't matter. So by the by the finale, you again you feel closure, you feel great with every character with where they're at and the particular moment of their lives, and you feel satisfaction. Right? You know, you don't feel like this need to like you feel like you feel bothered, like you feel like they messed this up. Why would you do this? Why would you do that? Now they're gonna ask those questions on any finale that's fine and you want to ask those questions you want to challenge the writer right because they're trying to challenge you at least on, on a quality finale right they're trying to challenge your way of thinking and they want to subvert your expectations because you know frankly you're not going to get what you want they're not reading your minds you know they're not going to hear you know this is how you wanted to end for a character and make it happen exactly that way that's just not how it works but you know to, to get the ending that you get on that show i think it's worth anybody watching that show you know yeah, because again, finales are just hard to pull off. Like, like if a finale is bad, it kind of ruins the rest of the show. It's like, do you really want to invest your time watching this just to know that the ending's no good, right? That's the reason why I haven't watched Dexter. <laughs> so, anyways, um, yes, you know, so all these shows got their, you know, a true ending and true finale. And like, like, you know, like they went on and said, "We're ending with this season. This is it, right?" Shit's Creek. They said we're doing season six. And that's it. We're done. The good place. We're doing season four and that's it. We're done. Right. The writer got to the end of the story they wanted to tell and were able to end it in the way that they saw fit. Now, unfortunately, not every show gets that. Right. A lot of shows get canceled. Right. A lot of shows get canceled before they even premiere. You know, Swamp Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So and, you know, there are a lot of great quality shows that just get canceled out of nowhere. And you have to deal with it. There's never really much you can do. You know, there have been some successful fan campaigns where they'll say, bring this back, resurrect this, resurrect that. Uh, I don't know why the Snyder Cut's coming, but that's just me. But speaking of superheroes, one great show that unfortunately was canceled, but they get, I would say, a, a satisfying ending is Daredevil. So Daredevil is on Netflix. It's, it's a superhero show, right? Let's just get that out of the way. But it's not your quintessential feel-good superhero show, right? It's not like the Marvel movies, right? You're not going to get characters in fight scenes making quips and things like that, making jokes as they're fighting the bad guys. No. This show is dark. It's gritty. It's very mature. It's, it's just an excellent quality show, right? They really just focus on the action. They focus on the acting. They focus on the relationships between the main characters, right? So in this show, you know, Charlie Cox plays Daredevil, Matt Murdock, who is a blind lawyer. Right. And as a child, he becomes blind because of a chemical accident. 
He gets these chemicals in his eyes, blinds him, but also gives him enhanced abilities. He can um, essentially see because he has what's called uh, a human sonar, basically. So he can use the sonar from his advanced hearing, and they, he's just very agile, you know, things like that. So he's basically like a super powerful ninja. And he's great on the show. Basically, he's a vigilante, and he's just protecting the area of Hell's Kitchen where he grew up. Now, this show is great because it has, in my opinion, one of the best villains you're ever going to see on a TV show. Just villain. Not super villain. Villain. You know, you, you could put this guy in any kind of just regular show. You could put this guy on the wire, and he would be fantastic. And that's Vincent D'Onofrio as the kingpin. You hear kingpin? It's exactly what it says. He's a kingpin of crime. Now, What's fantastic about him is that the guy's a monster. Let's just get it out of the way. Absolute monster, evil, selfish, only an inference self. But he makes you empathize with him. You understand why he's the way that he is. And you, in a way, root for him. You know, you kind of want him to win. Uh, even though, obviously, him winning means that our hero dies. And nobody obviously wants to see that. But I think a good villain has to compel you on both sides. You know, similar to Killmonger. Um, Black Panther, right? You know, bad dude, did a lot of bad things, but you understand him. You understand why he did the things that he did, and you empathize with him, right? Like, I, I think that makes a good villain when you see both sides of him. You know, they, they can't just be one-dimensional. It's like, oh, I'm just a bad guy. I'm just evil. Here I am. Deal with it. So with Daredevil Season 3, they tell us that this is it. They're canceling the show. You know, not that, all right, this is our last season. We're finishing the story we want to tell. No, they're like, all right, we're finishing it. So luckily, I'm assuming the creators must have had some kind of heads up because the way season three ends was good enough for a series finale, right? They tie a lot of loose ends up and, you know, they package everything in a nice little bow, right? But leaving it, again, open-ended where if they were going to do a season four, then the story can just pick up right from there. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. The show ended back in 2018, and it doesn't look like it's coming back, which is very unfortunate. But, you know, again, you know, things happen in life that you have no control over. So you just got to enjoy the ride while you can. And in the case of Daredevil, Daredevil, highly recommend that show. Like like I said, just it doesn't matter that it's a superhero show. Put that aside. Put, put aside the fact that they have superpowers. It doesn't matter. It's just an excellent story with excellent acting that I can, can recommend to anybody. Now, let's move on to some movies, right? Since we're still on the subject of Marvel, right? Let's talk. Let's talk about a real, real superhero movie. Assemble. And that's Avengers Endgame. So Avengers Endgame was just the culmination of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right, this was their creme de la creme. Like, this is the reason why we've put out these dozen or so movies over the last decade to get to this point. And they absolutely nailed it. Now, I think it's the best superhero comic book movie ever made. Now, what I mean by that, it, it is the best comic book kind of movie. It's literally a comic book put onto a screen. If you were to ever read a big event comic from like Marvel or even DC, this is what happens. They bring in a whole bunch of superheroes from all their different lines, all their different comics. They bring them in to fight a singular villain or a singular force that they need to conquer together. And that's what Endgame did. It brought in all these characters from the movies, right? It brought in, you know, the original Avengers from the first one. Then you've got Ant-Man. You've got the Garners of the Galaxy. You've, 
you've got Doctor Strange. You just got all these different characters that seemingly, you know, they could have just stayed in their own franchises and never met each other, so on and so forth. No, you bring them all in to take on this one guy, which is Thanos. And just the way they just get to the final act is just incredible. Everything before is fantastic, too. The movie's just great. You know, it's almost three hours long, but you don't feel it. That's when you know a movie is good. Because three-hour long movies can be a slog, an absolute slog. Like Titanic? No, I'm good. You know, we all don't know the story. Honestly, when I watch it, I just put on like the last hour and then like I'm good. But three-hour movies are just really, really hard to do. Uh, Transformers, the last one, Transformers 4, I believe. Transformers Age of Extinction was almost three hours. And dear God, it was almost impossible to get through. I saw it in theaters. I have never seen it since. At least not in its entirety. I'll watch like a snippet here and there. Again, like I'll just skip on through to like the last scenes. But no, I can't do it. Like for a movie to be that long, it just has to be engaging all the way through. And Endgame does all that. Every thread that they weave through the different movies that connected these characters together are, again, tied up, right? Like I said, a good finale has to tie everything together. You can't just create all these different strands and just leave everything frayed at the end, right? You know, you, you can't create a good rope. It's going to break. It's going to snap. You're going to fall. Everything's going to fall to pieces. And with Endgame, that wasn't the case. They brought everything together. They made all these characters matter, matter to each other, have a real connection to each other. They didn't just basically put a, a square peg in a round hole. And they nailed it. You know, if you haven't seen it, again, I don't know why. I, I get it. Some people don't like superhero movies, and that's fine. But honestly, just watch Endgame. It's fun. You, know, you don't even really have to know a lot about the things before you know like, i'll give you the gist of it thanos wins everyone's mad a lot of people are dead and they're trying to bring them back there watch it highly highly recommend it another good finale was uh actually harry potter and you know a particularly part two of the deathly hallows so i'm just gonna talk about part two because part one part one was good but you know it, it's not what we wanted right we all wanted to see the battle of hogwarts we wanted to see voldemort just try, you know, take over, basically kill everybody to get to Harry and kill him. And, you know, this is another culmination of another decade of just, you know, good good movies, feel-good movies, right? They started very wholesome, family-oriented, right? Because, you know, they were all kids in the beginning. But then as the series went on, it got darker, it got a little more mature. And then you got to the point where you were. They're grown up, they're dealing with real things, they're dealing with people actively trying to kill them. And... You know, you, you finally deal with the final showdown with Harry and with Voldemort. And again, they nailed it. It was great. All, all of it was good. The closure that you get in the end was excellent. Even, you know, this is obviously a book series, right? You know, the, the director writers just drew from the book. But it's hard to make a movie from a book. There's so much that you can leave out. There's so much that you can just toss in that was or wasn't in the book. You can leave some characters out completely from the book in a movie but with this one they they basically they did what they needed to do they needed to show the battle of hogwarts they needed to show the casualties they needed to show the drama they needed to show the sacrifices and stakes that were in place because harry had to defeat Voldemort. this had to happen because otherwise he was just going to take over you know rule the world the whole thing so this movie accomplished what it needed to do it was the bookend to a long saga and i thought it, it did everything excellently 
So a dark horse pick for um, an, a good movie finale. So uh, unconventional, right? Jaws 3. Or in this case, Jaws 3D. Right? When it came out originally in theaters, they released it as a 3D movie, one of the earlier 3D movies. Now, Jaws is, is interesting. So I'm a huge, huge fan of the first Jaws movie. I saw it as a kid, scared the living shit out of me. And it's, it's just grown with me ever since. Like, you know, I have the movie, unfortunately, had a, a little bit of a stigma that it created a fear of sharks. And, you know, it led to all these deaths of sharks. That's still going on, which is unfortunate. For me, it did the opposite. I love sharks. I love anything with sharks. You know, like, if, if I see anything kind of clothing with a cool shark thing on it, I'm buying it. So Jaws 3 takes place in, like, a knockoff sea world, right? It happens at an aquatic amusement park. And, again... You have another great white shark that just comes in and just wreaks havoc. So it's funny, this one, because it was kind of like um, a movie universe a little bit because it just seemed like there's just this family of great white sharks that breeds warrior sharks to go take on and eat all these people at random places. And it keeps following the family of Chief Brody from the first movie. And this one, um, his son is one of the trainers at the park, and he deals with the shark. And yeah, for me, it's it's a great movie. And honestly, just the one scene, uh, there's one scene in particular towards the last act of the movie. So they're all in like this little underwater control room kind of thing, right? And it's got like a huge window that looks out into the into the water, right? So you're seeing underwater, you're seeing all these things, and you know this is already like like I said, getting to the last act. The shark is, they already know the shark is there. They've been trying to actively kill the shark. So they're on the under part. And then, you know, they're talking, trying to figure where, where out where he is. And someone looks, just looks out the window and they're like, oh no, there's a shark. And you just see this horrifically bad CGI of just the shark slowly coming towards the glass, right? Mind you, this was in 3D. So it gets to the glass. The glass breaks very, very badly, right? It, it breaks into kind of like 3D format. And then that's it. The shark just goes in there and just starts eating people left and right. And it, it's just it's just ridiculous. But it's it's a fun movie. You know, if you love like dumb horror, you know, kind of like wanna be horror because you know, by then like it lost its its magic. Spielberg wasn't even anywhere near that movie. But yeah, if, if you just want like just like good quality, fun, just you know, grab grab some popcorn, make some popcorn, watch the shark eat people, you know, definitely recommend Jaws 3. So yeah, so this is my episode i hope you guys liked it these are the things that i think are good you know if you agree with me if you don't agree with me by all means reach out to me on my instagram handle is alexis underscore says underscore would love to hear from you if you really hate jaws 3 and you think i'm an idiot for saying to watch jaws 3 hey let me know i'm all about it so next week i'm gonna come to you guys about what i think are the worst endings and we're gonna have a lot of fun with that one so i'll see you guys next week take care of each other Peace out.